Good morning and welcome to The Morning Fix. We're here with Dr. Neil Moat, the Divisional Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief Medical Officer of Abbott Structural Heart Business. He's going to share some information today about the company's innovative products that help people with debilitating heart conditions, which is so important with a growing aging population. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Dr. Moat. My pleasure. Dr. Moat. It seems we are at a critical point in health as we care for an ever-aging population. And I think as we are living longer, this has public health implications and creates opportunities for further medical innovations. What are your thoughts here? Yes, you're, you're quite right. I think that um, there's no doubt that the world's population is aging or living longer, which is, which is good. But then um, along with that comes an increased incidence or prevalence of um, age-related degenerative diseases. And in the heart space, that often manifests itself as structural problems, particularly with the heart, the heart valves, which um, it's a bit like your car. You know, your car tires will wear out uh, eventually. Um, so they're, they're, they're aging wear and tear problems. So you have a combination of the population getting much older and within that population, there will be a lot more patients with structural heart defects that need treating. So Dr. Moat, we'd love to hear about your background and what brought you to Abbott. Um, you know, we, we, meet, we have met quite a few medical professionals who've moved from practice into industry, and we'd like to just hear more about your journey. Thank you. I'll, I'll try and keep this short. It's been a long journey, but um, essentially I was um, in clinical practice in, in London for about 30 years as a cardiac surgeon. Um, but always uh, involved in treating uh, structural heart disease and particularly valvular heart disease. In 2007, so it's like pretty much 15 years ago now, I, I saw that there was a um, development of transcatheter techniques that would allow um, older, frailer patients to have treatment for their, their structural heart disease and so um, I became involved in, in, in many of the early trials uh, as you say 2007-2008 onwards um, with initially um, aortic valve disease TAVI and then with uh, MitraClip and then other technologies. Um, for about four years ago I um, moved to work with Abbott which I suppose the, the impetus of that was you, you start off your career treating one patient, then a group of patients, then maybe a country, then maybe a region. But it was, it was perhaps to try to have a bigger impact globally on um, how these patients were, were managed. And so what attracted you then to coming over to the industry side? Well, I think, as I said, it's that, it's that ability to have a... Um, I wouldn't say a bigger impact because I, I think one of the things that you um, could never miss is that one-to-one -one patient and family interaction. But um, if you if you want to influence 
populations uh, of patients. I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying I can do that, but um, you know, in a company like Abbott, we have um, a great mission, which I think I, I, I bought into very early on, which is, you know, to have patients leave, live better lives through better health. Uh, and I think that's, that's something that you can achieve more working in, in, a, in a big company than as an individual physician. Yeah, that makes sense. Dr. Moat, we saw that as director of the Royal Brompton Hospital Transcatheter Valve Program for the last 10 years, you are managing one of the largest programs of its kind within the UK in terms of its volume and worldwide in its diversity. What was it about the program that attracted so many patients? What was the interest? I think it goes back to some of our earlier discussions in that um, there are a large number of patients with these structural heart problems, particularly valvular. Um, many of them are elderly. And um, if you look at the, the penetration of treatment for these patients, it's very low. Um, and that's because there is either a real or a perception that um, cardiac surgery is not ideal. So I think what Abbott has developed is a number of um, minimally invasive transcatheter options to open up treatment to these to these patients. So um, I mean, I hope that answers your question. So it's 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 allowing a much larger um, population with structural heart disease to be treated in a safe way. And I think you, um, if you look at both our transcatheter aortic platforms, and maybe more so even our mitre clip platforms, these are, they're in, in, incredible in very, in elderly, sick patients. Um, they can have these procedures uh, with very, very low risk, and most patients go home the next day. That really opens up a whole new window for patients to be treated. Are these types of uh, minimally invasive technologies also used on the on the healthier patients, or are they typically reserved for, as you said, more elderly, frail patients? That's a great question. Um, I I think that most new technologies um, start being evaluated in um, a sicker population of patients. If that makes sense, but what we're what we're seeing with these minimally invasive procedures is a, a, a slow but appropriate movement into patients who are younger and uh, less sick. And one of one of the trials that we are running with is a really exciting study is a, a trial called Repair MR. So um, this is where we're taking patients who could have a surgical mitral valve repair, but who are over the age of 75 or under the age of 75 with other comorbidities to see whether they would benefit from this minimally invasive procedure. Oh, that's great. 
So one question about patients, um, it seems that in the last, you know, five to 10 years, um, you know, Amy and I both work in healthcare communications, and we've seen more of an emphasis on helping to educate patients about their diseases, about their comorbidities, about the procedures. Um, and we just love your take on, you know, how the world has changed, um, given that, you know, anybody can doctor Google their question, um, you know, so we'd just love to know a little bit more about, you know, how, how things have changed and, you know, how important is it now to educate a patient if they're going to be getting, you know, a microclip procedure? No, that's a very, uh, very interesting question. And, um, I, I, I would say there are. This is this is me in my former life rather than an abbot position. There are there are pros and cons for patients and their relatives having access to Doctor Google and whatever. A lot of a lot of it is um, helpful. Some of it is not so helpful. I I think that um, what what we need to do and we we're definitely moving in that that direction is trying to give um, have websites or um, patient directed information about the technologies that we have in a in a balanced way so that they can make um, sensible decisions but the reality is that I think the most important thing is a discussion between the patient and their physician not I I don't think anything will replace that in the short term. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would think so. Dr. Moat, switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk about Piccolo, um, incredible technology, a device that's implanted to repair tiny holes in babies' hearts that fail to close on their own. I wanted to talk about the science behind it as well as the procedure and how difficult is this non-invasive procedure to perform. Well, it, it's it's obvious. This is a very exciting um, and innovative field. Um, I, I worked for many years in a hospital and had a large practice of pediatric and congenital uh, heart defects. And what Piccolo allows us to do is take premature babies, often down to as little as two pounds in weight, um, and close off. Uh, a structure called a patent ductus, called a ductus arteriosus, which um, normally closes at birth, but in premature babies does not close, uh, or often does not close. And what that does is it floods the baby's lungs with too much blood, and that means they can't breathe properly, and they often end up on a ventilator, you know, a mechanical support for their breathing. Um, and this procedure, the, the device is smaller than a pea. Um, it's um, a, a kind of percutaneous procedure through the groin. Um, and it, it's extremely exciting technology. Uh, and many of the patient, many of these tiny babies who have this done are able to be weaned from their ventilatory support not immediately, but with within less than a day or one to two one to two days. That's that's really fascinating. I know um, I know a couple of entrepreneurs who are looking at 
um, pediatric uh, indications for um, different heart-related issues. And so this is a, a huge unmet need. And so we're really excited, you know, to hear about the work that Abbott is doing in this area. I mean, another comment I might make is we, there's obviously a, another quite big area of uh, patients, children who have um, procedures earlier in their life that and come to adolescence or young adulthood who have um, leak, leakage of their um, mitral or tricuspid valves. And this is a, a, a project that we have underway with FDA support to, to look at whether mitroclip or triclip can help those patients. Well, we really appreciate that insight and we look forward to hearing more about the great work that Abbott is doing in this space. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Mote. It was great chatting with you and we look forward to hearing more from Abbott and the structural heart business and we appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Dr. Mote, let me ask you, um, since you were here on the Morning Fix by 510K Cafe, we'd love to know what do you do for your Morning Fix? <laughs> That's a very good question. I um, I would say I uh, uh, I'm a little bit slow in the mornings. I like to get up and first thing I do is actually drink a lot of water just to rehydrate. Um, the second thing I like to do is have, um, as you can tell, I'm from a European background. I like to have um, a cappuccino with an extra shot. And I like to sit. I like to try and sit outside um, and have this, have that. And then later in the morning, I have some, you know, mid-morning breakfast. I suppose my favourite is porridge with bananas. Oh, I love that. I don't think that we've 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 had a lot of lovely answers, but porridge and uh, cappuccino. I'm not sure we've uh, we've heard so. Uh, I, I love that answer. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time again. We look forward to following the exciting um, innovations at Abbott. And thank you for your time.